This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 24, and... Of course, with it being episode 24, we would be remiss if we didn't, of course, continue to send our condolences, our prayers, and say Mamba mentality forever for Kobe Bryant in honor of Kobe Bryant, who did pass away earlier this year. But his memory, his legacy, and all of his good work in the community lives on to this day. Of course, we are partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV and NEO Sports Network. And I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. And alongside me, as always, our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup. Peter, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I'm uh, I'm kind of lost in the days. I, we, we just talked about the 4th is coming up mm-hmm. next weekend. And driving in here this morning, I'm like... What day is it even? Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't feel like uh, it feels like the endless summer almost because mm-hmm. I've been home with the kids for yeah. months now. So it's it's going. Yeah. So that, that's excited. The be- that's the best way to say 2020. I'm is- I'm, I'm excited because you know we've got some uh, some sports news. So yeah, it's we're, good stuff. We're, you're wearing your Indians gear today, so we're gonna get into some MLB talk and of course NFL. Uh, there's a special documentary that's. Will you watch? Will you won't? Will we watch? Won't we watch? It's on uh, King James and the Decision coming up. So we're going to get into all that. And, of course, we'll give our top five favorite sports movies of all time. Before we do all that and before introduce the co-host of today, just want to remind everyone out there, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at VTL underscore POD. That's at VTL underscore pod. Find us on Facebook at Voice of the Land. Hit the like button there. We share all of our video content, all of our posts there, and as well as Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can always find our special video clips, full show podcasts, and all the other content we try to upload video-wise to our YouTube channel at Voice of the Land Podcast. You can always follow LPV Productions and NEO Sports Network on all social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, you can follow me at Kevin and Seven. And you can follow my co-host of the day, Mike Holmgren? Or, wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's been so long. My brother, Nick Paulus, at CLE underscore Paulus. He is back, everybody. He is ready. Hello. He is ready. He is raring to go. He's That's already, right. already had, he's started his Bang Energy drink. It's somewhere over here trying oh, to get got, those. Oh, I got the Bang Energy drink right here. Yeah, yeah, sugar so. free? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Sugar free and carb free. So nice. it, it is It is the way to go. Yeah. I knew I picked the greatest energy drink of all time. So <laughs> yeah. it's right there. There was a sign, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely a sign. But look at you in your like Tommy Bahama-esque shirt. That's not bad, right? I yeah. Mean, what time did you roll into, roll into work? Like, I mean, are you rolling in like 1130? <laughs> just just and rolling like, in, yeah, whenever I want to, leave whenever I want to. You, That's kind of how it goes. Are you looking at the door already to try to leave? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know, give me $40 million and I'm on my way out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is my uh, ode to Mike Holmgren shirt. So, uh, no, but, yeah, thank you for, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, holding down the fort while I've been, you know, MIA, you know, for a while. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's great to be back. 
Yeah, it's great to have you back. I mean, anything you want to you know tell the people, express. I mean, kind sure. of go through. And we were kind of talking about your story beforehand. Yep. Just let the people know what's been going on, what you're, what you want to share, and absolutely, just yeah. uh, how how excited you I'll, are to be back. Yeah, I'll just you know be br- you know pretty brief. I mean, I'm thrilled to be back. You know, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy uh, to be back in the setting, back in the you know good old chair here. So, uh, but yeah, no, I've uh, was diagnosed with diabetes last week. Week. I was what was uh, last Tuesday mm-hmm. there for us. So just uh, I mean, it's been it was scary at first. I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I mean, I'm a big guy. You know, my family. You know, you know my dad's a big guy. He was diagnosed with uh, diabetes two years ago. On the outside, I'm always the person. I'm a very optimistic person. You know, I feel like you know I, I take things in stride. It's fine. You know, but I'm like, oh, you know, dad got it. You know, he's 25 years older than me. I got some time. You right. know, like you know, I'll slim down. I'll trim down. I actually got a personal trainer, you know, month, month and a half ago. I've uh, been losing weight that way, but I just wasn't feeling right, you know, over the last couple of weeks. You know, my my body just wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, it, it's never been in tip-top form, but it, it was, uh, you know, I just wasn't feeling good. Uh, nauseous a lot of the times. Yeah. Drinking, I'm talking gallons of water a day and uh, going to the bathroom, you know, like every hour on the hour. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely a scary thing. I wasn't mm. sure if I, you know, had diabetes or, you know, you know, something that could have been worse. You know, I, I wasn't 100 percent sure about that. So uh, just for everyone out there, if you don't feel good, go see your doctor. You know, like that's the biggest thing. Uh, I was actually supposed to have my doctor's appointment yesterday. It was the 26th. It was originally scheduled for. Mm. I was supposed to go down to Florida, you know, all all that fun stuff. Uh, but I bumped it up you know, as soon as I could, because I just wasn't feeling good. I'm thankful that I did because who knows what could have happened Mm -hmm. down in Florida. I could have went down there, something terrible could have happened. I would have been 1800 miles away from, you know, family and friends. Right. Uh, so I am thankful. Definitely go see your doctor. If something's not feeling right. Uh, once again, diagnosed with diabetes, it was a very scary moment for me because I wasn't sure what to expect or anything like that. I know millions of people have this, you right. know, and, and, but millions of people die from this as well, you know, because it's uncontrolled and people don't realize the, what you have to do in order to do this. And it's a game changer, you know, for me. So uh complete diet overhaul. I've already lost like five pounds, which is good. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, so I got to keep going from there. Got to keep working out and you know, keep walking. That's the biggest thing Yeah, is, uh, is, you know, doing that healthy lifestyle portion control is a huge thing mm. and uh, stay away from carbs and sugars. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, switching to a couple of different things. If, if I want to pop or anything like that, uh, soda or whatever, wow. whatever However people want to, yeah, whatever people want to say out there, we'll say it's soda pop, uh, soda pop. pop. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but instead of going with a Coke, do a diet Coke or like a right. Coke zero. I mean, mm. like it doesn't taste that much different mm. and it's still really good. Uh, but I try to avoid that stuff. Stuff, but sticking with a lot of meats and veggies and veggies is the biggest thing, you know, switching to that and then doing some fruit, not don't go crazy with mm. the fruit because that has a lot of natural sugars that don't always go along with everything. But, uh, yeah, no, I, everything's going really well now. And, and I think I got it under control. My lowest is 87, uh, since I've been back. And I mean, that was from 480 to 87 in a week's time frame, wow. which is phenomenal. And a lot of people have, mm. you know, been telling me that that's awesome and now i have people because i've been doing my journey 
uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you want, go out there, CLE underscore Paulus, and, uh, you know, follow me on my journey. And I've actually helped out a couple of people so far asking me what I've done different. And mm-hmm. it's been awesome all the way through so far. Yeah. And, and if anybody has any more tips for Paulus, absolutely. Or in, you know, because this is listening. <laughs> I, I, I love to learn. So the biggest theme of, of 2020 is not just that it's it's going as as, as Peter said and, and so eloquently said, but it's it's also about educating yourself and and when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle, yeah. you know, eighty to ninety percent of that comes down to to diet and what you're what you're doing there. I mean, that's that's the yeah. biggest piece of it. People think that if they just go to the gym, and they start working out, they you know you keep eating the keep eating the same things, keep that you're eating, eating the same crap. You're you're not, you're not gonna a you're not gonna lose weight. B it's not beneficial. Right. Any anyway, like, and and I know you know what's good and what's not good, and mm-hmm. that's that's my biggest thing. I, I keep telling my wife Kelly that it, that this is a little bit easier than than I thought it was going to be, and I'm not saying that to be like some d bag that's like, <laughs> oh, this is so easy, anyone could do this. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like you know what's healthy. Don't go to McDonald's and get a, you know quarter pounder with cheese and mm. uh, and a large Coke with fries. Don't do that. You know, get something healthier. You know, if, if you want to do fast food, go to like Subway and get a salad. You know, like yeah. it, does is it as tasty? Probably not. But I mean, there's a lot of really good combinations out there. We found this. Uh, it's a uh, G Hughes uh, Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. It's fat free. It's like sugar free, fat free. It it is the best Italian dressing I've ever had. And just pour a little bit on the salad, eat it up, you know, eat it right up. It's phenomenal. And apparently, has a barbecue sauce that is like, hands down the best thing ever. So I, I can't wait to try that as well. Yeah, and we and we all have our cheat days as well, especially sure. if you're like really into the working out and the diet thing. But we all can't be like the rock where we can go <laughs> even just that one day where you have this these two massive pieces right. of artisan bread uh, French toast that he's been doing on oh, yeah. live. He's been doing like cheat days live on Instagram and yep. the one day like he just brings out this plate and the, the bread is like... I've seen like, him eat like 20 pancakes. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, I wish I was there. Yeah. Or even or even guys that work out a lot and like the, the amount of like meat and bacon and, oh, yeah. and stuff that they're eating. Like one of the guys in uh, WWE that I, I follow, his stage name or his character name is Braun Strowman, but he's Adam Shear on Instagram okay. and he's always sharing on his story like what he's going to eat at these restaurants and he's going right. to like steakhouses and he's got like three different plates of steak and he's got the bacon and if he goes to sure. breakfast he's got you know steak eggs bacon pancake oh, like, yeah. and he's like I need to eat all this and or he's got like the the healthy you know sure. muscle man type uh, meals that he's promoting as well but he's like eating so much because he's trying well, to like you he's will... trying to put on but if you're trying to right. lose weight or trying to tone you need to back off some of those things and absolutely maybe once a month or every couple months maybe that uh, that quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's and, but it's, it's right in moderation and it, I think that, that's what people don't always realize is if you can do it in moderation yeah. it's okay it, absolutely I mean you're 100 percent right Kelly you know last night we had this sugar free it's like a trifle mm. sort of thing that she made it did she make it right or did she make it we, like Rachel we, from we, Friends we, we, we <laughs> No meat, meat, no meat or carrots were in it. No, no, we we were all good there. She, it was phenomenal. She 
it was it was such a great dessert and mm-hmm. sugar free. Yeah. Has some carbs in it, right? You know, which and like whenever I took my sugar yesterday, I was at like a hundred and I was at one oh seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before that, and then afterwards, I was at like one forty. So it it definitely raised up. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this morning I'm back down to like one twenty, and it's it's just one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like you you just got to learn what's good for you, what's not good for you. Like I'm not gonna have that trifle every single day. Right. You know, and because that would keep raising it up. Mm-hmm. You know, once a week, not a bad thing. Right. Uh, and, and like I'm I'm figuring out a bunch of little things, you know, like uh if if I, I love popsicles. I love popsicles. <laughs> so but they have sugar free popsicles yeah, they do. that are amazing. Yeah. And like I have one every single night and it's like my go to little snack that I have at like eight o'clock at night and it's perfect. And I wake up every morning and my blood sugar is still down and mm-hmm. it's not like it's raising it or anything like that. It's just being smarter about everything. And that's the one thing that I preach out to all of you. If if you need any help or anything like that, come come ask us. I mean, we're yeah. we're all, you know, knowledgeable here and and we would love to be able to help out anyone. So, yeah. definitely happy about it. Yeah, we talk sports all the time, but we our minds, our <laughs> our intelligence, our education branches out and we're always trying to educate ourselves as well. So, if we say always anything, looking to help. If we say anything on this podcast that we need to be more educated on, reach out to us and educate us on it. Love to learn. Or if you want to learn more about what we're talking about, you want to be educated on topics we have, reach out and ask us questions. Either ask us or educate us, and we're open to all of it here on the podcast. You can always do that on Twitter, on Instagram, at VTL underscore pod, and Facebook, at Voice of the Land. But we are here to talk sports, and Paulus has been nipping, (laughs) he's been itching to talk about sports. And in this world where the coronavirus, COVID-19 is spiking maybe the second time, or it's never really gotten through the first wave, who knows, sports is still has plans to come back. And MLB looks like they have a plan to come back. And it looks like there's going to be a 60-game season, and you're really only going to play in your division and the cross division in the national or the opposite league. So American league playing national league and of course a universal DH and playing your home ballpark. Thank God. Spring training in home ballparks starting July 1st. And of course there have been some teams that have had players, even the Indians, Chris Antonetti, the president yesterday said that some of the Indians players didn't identify who they were, but had Mm -hmm. tested positive over this time. But most of them luckily have recovered or they're in a mild case at this point and getting to the point of testing negative where they are coming out of it. Okay. All well and good. But MLB looks like they're coming back. Just Paulus, we haven't talked in a while, just kind of this whole MLB saga, your thoughts on it and what this plan looks like will it work right uh i'm definitely happy that we are getting baseball finally something normal is going to be happening Mm -hmm. here for us is it a 60 game year and it's going to be weird that sort of way yeah but i mean what wouldn't it be you know in 2020 Mm -hmm. everything's thrown off so why not why not do a 60 game mlb season i look at it as a positive for the indians because what's our greatest strength on this team Pitching, mm-hmm. you know, so we're not going to have to pitch as many, you know, like we don't have to worry about Clev going out and throwing 200 innings before right. the postseason. So he's going to be fr- technically 
You know, he nah. should be he should be fresher. It, my only concern is with like our lineup. You know, like Jose Ramirez, is he going to be hot again or is he going to be cold again? Like you know, normally it takes him a while to get started, and then mm. you know he revs up. You know, by All Star break, typically he starts doing better. Last year was you know, a little off, whatever. But uh, I mean, you got to start off on the right foot, and thankfully we have the best man during the game yeah. in, in Terry Francona. So you would think that I think the over under in Vegas. Is thirty two, uh, you know, for for the Indians. And I think if you hit thirty five wins, you're yeah. probably going to be in. Uh, so thirty two, we're we're probably right around there. I think the Indians are going to be able to do over thirty two. I think thirty five, thirty seven is probably going to be the going rate uh, there for us, just because I think Tito knows what he's doing yeah. in a sixty game set. Tito is the best person that you want here. The thing that's been killing us over the last couple of years has been injuries and mm-hmm. like the weirdest injuries too it's not like oh someone has a pulled muscle they need to be gone for a week or two no it's drones it's (laughs) it's you know fingers getting mangled it's comebackers Mm. you know it's cancer you know for right uh, you know i mean it's the most random things that have been happening to us you know as as tribe fans you know to our team and it's it's been sad but i think that this is and once again this is one of those years where like this is the year you know like it, we have Frankie this year. We don't know if we're going to have him any longer than that. You would think that he might be able to come back, though, because uh, with all this COVID stuff, nobody knows how much we're going to have to pay people yeah. you know, in the following years. Or, you know, is, is it going to start on time next year? We, we don't know. We don't know any of this stuff. So it might give us an advantage to re-sign him mm-hmm. to maybe another one or two year deal, you know, a shorter deal until COVID goes away, technically, you know, yeah. or, you know fingers crossed and, you know kind of go from there but i think this year this 60 game year is a very good sign for the indians i think that they could win it all and if they do win it all i'm gonna say that the uh, world series title counts and uh what is it 74 year drought would be over at that point in time i was gonna ask you as we got into this conversation i was gonna get peter's thoughts on this too if the indians were to win the world series does it count in your mind or like because it, Everyone's it, on the same page, right? But, it, but it's it's a weird. Once again, it's a weird year. Yeah. But you know what? It would count if if you win the last game, you know, uh, you know, of the season. It should count for something. Yeah, you know, it, this isn't the Pan American Games. This isn't you know, and you know, USA versus Puerto Rico. This isn't anything like this. This is the World Series. Like there, every team is going to be trying to get there. You know, and, and win it all. It, it, is it going to have an asterisk next next to it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it one. I mean, if you're not going to you know dethrone the uh, the Houston Astros for their cheating scandal, then why are you going to count this one against me? I don't think that that would be right. Yeah. Uh, Peter, I mean, just your thoughts on this whole, like I said, MLB saga to get to this point, to have even a plan of a season. And would a World Series, would a World Series ring count, in your opinion? Because this is this has been a big debate across yeah. the board and across oh, it's a, been lot huge. Of, yeah, absolutely. A, a lot of sports talk I, I stations. Would, I would definitely say it counts. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, they were going to win anyways. So okay. There you go. <laughs> so I would I would definitely say it counts. Now the asterisk thing, you know, I would I would have expected that, but you brought up a great point, Nick. You know, the the Astros, if they're not pulling that championship from them, if they're right. not, you know, 
I don't think there should be an asterisk. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. season we have. Thank God for baseball. I mean, it's yeah. it's been weird because there have been times I've been out here helping my my buddy with the story, you know, and I drive home at night and I drive past the Jake because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is the Jake, <laughs> uh, and you know the lights aren't on. It's like it just it's so weird not to to flip on the the radio in here, yeah. you know, the calls, and it's like. That's why I said before, you know, mm-hmm. it's going. Twenty twenty yeah. is going because it's everything's so weird. Because you're in this weird, like, I should be in the middle of baseball season right, right mm-hmm. now. You know, I should be, you know, the gear, Indians should be like forty and twenty right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, know, it's, and it's it's just such a weird feeling that it's like, oh yeah, man, it's it's almost July. That's weird. But yeah, I definitely yeah. say if they win it, whoever wins it, it should count. Yep. There shouldn't be an asterisk. It's the season we have. And, you know, like I said, thank God we're going to hopefully have a season. Your fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> this whole MLB storyline and off-season debate or, uh, I guess, bargaining chip, bargaining agreements, lack thereof, yeah. whatever you want to call this whole saga that's been going on with MLB has been so frustrating because – I love baseball. We love baseball. And yeah, next weekend, we're recording on June 27th, a Saturday. A week from this time right now, we will be recording on July 4th. And we have not had, we haven't seen an NBA champion. Right now, we'd be talking in the NBA about free agency. Who's going to go where? Because July, July 1st is usually that time where yep. the the negotiations under the table, behind the scenes can start, even though nothing can become official until seven or ten days later. And in MLB, you're talking about all-stars. You're talking about, you know, who's getting out to that hot start? Who's, you know, almost at that midway point? Who's the division leader? Can they... Can they sustain? Is there a surprise story? Is there a story like the Nationals where you start off slow and you're starting to see some some comeback to there? All these storylines that we're missing out on because millionaires were arguing with billionaires. Yep. And I and we've said it many said it many times. I've even I've even admitted on Twitter that my opinion on it changed from who was at fault to from players or like equal footing to. You know, players to equal footing to owners and commissioner, but they all share a role in what happened and why we don't even why we haven't had a plan to this point. We could have probably had baseball or at least starting at the beginning of July. We could have had baseball and not have spring training start right in the beginning of July because we have millionaires and billionaires arguing with each other, especially about money in a greed filled league about money during a pandemic where a lot of people again can't work don't have a lot of money or are trying to help others that don't have a lot of money so they're spreading themselves thin for the betterment of the common good i get it the players wanted their money they wanted full prorated salaries which is very understandable and and i totally agree with them i i totally understand it and then the owners none of them came out to say anything never heard anything from them it's just rob manfred who is the worst commissioner in my opinion (laughs) in all of professional sports out there saying well you know if we have this plan we think that this plan we're about to present to the players is going to be pretty good and they kept getting closer and closer on games and there was the money issue that was was holding it up and there was something in the each each offer whether from players to owners and commissioner commissioner and owners to players that they knew was going to be a hold up and especially from the commissioner and the owner side 
to back up or get this extended to the point where once the commissioner knew he had to mandate a season and the length of that season, it was going to be for the amount of games that he wanted all along and not for any sort of uh, compromise in that 70 to 80 game range that we should have had. Instead, we're going to get a 60 game season. You're only going to see your team face off against their division rivals as well as, so like the Indians, they're going to play the White Sox, 10 games. They're going to play the Tigers, 10 games. Royals, it, Twins, 10 games. And then you're going to have games against the the teams from the NL Central. Yep. Great. We get a, you know, in 2020, we get a, I guess, a repeat of Indians versus Cubs. We get, uh, you know, always the Ohio Cup of Indians versus Reds. Brewers right. and uh, Cardinals, I believe. Right. So you're yeah. on, you're staying in a certain range of of area. You're not having to travel too far. You're getting a lot of home games, and it all makes sense. All makes sense. May or may not have fans, depending on what where states are at, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's going to be fans even if they can't go in. They're going to be standing outside of Progressive Field in those gate, course, gated yeah. areas where you yeah. can you can look through, and they're going to be standing pretty close to each other. Yeah, people are still going to be, you know, filling up thirsty parrot parking lot. So right. it's Definitely. no matter what. Yeah. So I say all of that frustration of we should have had baseball at least a plan to start within a week. Yeah. Or a few days we should be starting up to say, yes, I think that anybody that wins a World Series accounts just the same as winning a World Series in a 162-game season because everybody is on the same level for the most part. The only distinction between teams in Major League Baseball is is payroll and that's always going to be a problem because sure. there's never going to be a salary cap the big the the big boys of the Yankees the Dodgers these big city teams Red Sox are, yeah. Red mm-hmm. Sox they're going to have the money all the time to maybe have a down year and then come back to have these great years and teams like the Indians the Twins the teams in the AL Central NL Central having a stretch of time where they are competing and having to break it all down to go back to their minor league system so for right. the, but in terms of playing the season everyone is on the same playing field the you know with the home run records we just had a 30 for 30 on mark mcguire and sammy sosa Mm -hmm. there was an advantage there sure with the uh astros there was an advantage and they didn't have their world series stripped they were getting an advantage with sign stealing an unwritten rule in baseball to go against what how you would typically operate sure. as a team doing something that they didn't even get punished enough for mm-hmm. and didn't lose their World Series ring, that still counts the same. It's still there. They still right. have that trophy. They still have their rings. Counts all the same. So why wouldn't a 60-game season where everyone is on an equal playing field mm-hmm. in terms of how much time they have to prepare, how many games they're going to play, why wouldn't that count the same? Uh, no, I 100% agree with you on that. I, what I'm looking forward to in the 60-game year is that it, it does open up the possibility for someone to come out and shock us. Yeah. You know, we we don't know exactly who. I mean, we look at someone like, like uh, Detroit. Okay, yeah. Detroit is a. They've been very bad yes. for <laughs> they, for a couple for a couple of years and now. They've had to break it all down, right? I mean, 
know, and they still have Mickey's contract, yeah. which um, we're not even going to get to that. But they could get hot. But That's they could it. get hot. Yes. Yeah. We've seen 60 games, you know, of, yeah. of, of teams, you know, that start off super great, mm-hmm. you know, and then just fall off the face of the earth. Well, in that 60 game stretch, and plus probably another, I mean, you figure another 14 to 15 games, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, with series plays and stuff like that, possibly. I mean, you're looking at about 80 games that you need to play great. So yes. half a season. Anyone can do that. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing about this. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to stick with a 60-game year. I think 162 is still too many. Yeah. You know, I think that they need to break that down to about 150, 148, something right around there hmm. would probably be a little bit better mm-hmm. for everyone, keeps everyone fresher. Yeah, would it affect the records? Of yeah. course it would. But, I mean, we're, we're not playing the game for records. We're playing the game to win the World Series. Yeah. And I think that it would help out a lot of teams and give them more breaks, everything like that like that we'll go from there but this 60 game stretch would be such an ideal thing for someone to come out of nowhere i mean for 60 games we could see you know like vladimir guerrero jr lead the toronto blue jays in, you know in, in you know win the division you know yep. over the yankees it, it could be a possibility yeah. there's so many things that can happen and yeah the teams that are like they're the ones that are supposed to compete they have the big time rosters they may not get off to the best start. Right. They may not even make the playoffs because you can't second-guess decisions. If you have someone in your lineup, not one of your top guys that's going to stay in there anyways, and you're going to ride them out because you know that they can break through, even if it's a couple-game stretch where they're not hitting well right. or they're not playing well in the field, you're Francisco Lindor, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez, guys like that that you're going to go through. But yeah. it's, it's those kind of those... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it's not the upper it's echelon. It's like secondary players it's that, that on the get fence. hot. Yes, right. it's on the fence. Oscar Mercado. Oscar Mercado. Uh, Luplo. Guys like that. Yeah. Terry Francona has been loyal to his players. We've known <laughs> yes, that. Yes, he has. Yeah. And there's there's managers that do that, that they know that they have 162 games to kind of allow guys to try to break through right. to, what, to the level that they feel like they can play at and can impact the team, impact a potential championship run on, they stick with them a little bit longer. You can't do that in the 60 games. Everything is going to have to be, and I trust Terry Francona to adjust to a 60-game season because he's that smart, he's that intelligent, has that kind of baseball IQ to lead a player clubhouse and can get the, the faith and loyalty of his players back to him. He always has always will and that's why the Indians have been able to compete longer stretch than you typically seen in the past for a mid-market team because of a guy like Terry Francona but there's a lot that's gonna have to go into quick decisions mm-hmm. and how you manage the season to win enough games to make the playoffs and keep guys at their peak get them to their peak right going into that playoff stretch as well, well. There's a sense of urgency to it. Yes. Oh, because it's only 60 yeah. games. Yeah, because you, you're not, like you said, you're not going to have the time to let a player kind of figure stuff out on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, you we you don't have that opportunity. Don't. Yeah. yeah. So the weird thing for me, though, real quick, is that it's going to be a season where we don't play the Yankees yeah. or the Red yeah. Sox. That's and true, it's just, yeah. it's just weird because, honestly, you know, I kind of – I have a lot of good memories of when the mm-hmm. Yankees were leading the East and they come into Cleveland and Cleveland just boat destroys, oh, yeah. just destroys. 
cherished memories. So. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh, if we grow up to be taught as a Frankie Lindor hitting grand slams. Oh yeah, uh, no, it's yeah. great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ex- oh. exactly. <laughs> to, to see all the the people in Cleveland that uh, like the younger generations that have come up just wearing the the Yankees caps and they've become the Yan- like Yankees, LeBron, Yankee Yankees. Uh, I want to say it's it's Yankees, <laughs> LeBron, Cowboy, and. Like Laker fans or like something like that, like just the big oh, yeah. big oh, name yeah. team because they just they just don't know they're not they're not either either not taught like I mean parents well, if you're yeah. Cleveland fans it's reality check bring your kids up the right way okay? <laughs> when I was, when I, was in, when I was in high school man the, a lot of people were huge cowboy fans and oh yeah it's like yeah. I oh, hated it. I, I actually was a Cowboys fan whenever I was growing up, mm-hmm. and I mean it was right whenever you know they left. You There's know, the door. whenever the Browns, <laughs> whenever the Browns left, you know, like that's whenever yeah. I became a Cowboys fan. I, I loved Emmett Smith. Like I thought he was the greatest player of all time. Yeah, he isn't, but you know, like as a you know as a kid, you know, six, seven, eight years old, whatever. You know, I mean, I just was like, like in just I loved watching Emmett Smith behind mm. that massive offensive line that they had, you know, with the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. So well, that's a nice, that's a nice story. Yeah. Holmgren, there's the door. <laughs> right. See you later. I'm just kidding. Um, but speaking of NFL, though, and you see that. The Browns, they, Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, I mean, they've been doing so many good things for the yes. community. And, you know, they have a new initiative to kind of help people get educated, learn, and get involved in community activism for social justice, in favor of social justice. They've been at the forefront of that. But they've also been out front very open and honest about how they've had to operate in this virtual offseason. And especially with a new coach coming in, new staff, new front office, and trying to get a team that has that had so much talent and still has that talent going into 2020, underachieved greatly last mm-hmm. year, trying to get them all in the right position to have success and impact this team this year in a very unique fashion as other all other NFL teams have to but don't have the same advantage of, well, this is our system, this is what we do, we already know, like, once we get on the field for training camp, we can start up. These guys have not been able to really be together for all these teams with new coaches to get that going. And the NFL has been pretty pretty straightforward on their schedule. They haven't really steered away from it at all, I'd say. They've been on track so far. As of right now, everything's been on track. Until... This past week, the last couple days, where you see the Hall of Fame game get canceled and the Hall of Fame ceremony get pushed back to 2021, where one day, and I think they were supposed to have two days of ceremonies this year anyways, because you're supposed to have traditional class, and then the centennial class, the 100-year anniversary of the NFL, you're supposed to have that centennial class coming in. I think next year they're going to have one big day for 2020, one big day for 2021, and having to push that back. So if the NFL, and that's in August, if the NFL is having to do that, with, especially with everything starting to spike again, mm-hmm. and you look at the MLB trying to start their season, NBA trying to go into a bubble, should we be concerned about sports actually starting up and being able to being able to happen? Does this give you cause for concern about the NFL at all, having to delay their season, seeing this game do that? Because Stefanski right. even just said this week, OBJ's 100%. Jarvis is on the right track. You want to be talking right now, what kind of bounce back year can Baker have? What what kind of impact can OBJ or Jarvis have in this type of system or the running backs Mm -hmm. in this uh, rushing scheme, this blocking scheme that Stefanski's going to do? But we can't, and especially now, we see the first cancellation. Yeah. 
should we be concerned? I think that we should be a little concerned. I I, like, I don't want to be overly optimistic and say, mm. ah, no, don't worry about it. This is nothing because we've seen this. Mm. You know, we, we've seen the NBA, you know, not cancel their season, but postpone yes. everything for months. Yes. You know, so, I mean, MLB hasn't even started a game yet. You know, yeah. like we're just starting to see like soccer you know, yeah. come back in Europe. Uh, but it's a different game over here in America because people are stupid and want to go out and party mm. all the time and, and do stupid things you know like like clemson clemson has 37 mm. confirmed cases yes you know just with their football team not alone i mean mm. you, there's other sports out there that i'm sure you know they've all been testing you know come back and everything like that but uh i think that we should be a little concerned if you would have asked me a month ago i would have been like ah no don't worry about it you know nfl will start on time this will be all over i am a little bit more concerned about it now the tony rizzo on the really big show said it you know probably perfectly this week mm. we just might have to eat a green one you know this this year i mean 2020 just yeah. might be that year where we don't get anything and that would be a damn shame because i think the browns are in prime position to make a playoff run you know and now that just waits another year and, it, and like that would suck i would hate that to happen mm. because i mean you know we're sports fans we really want to see all this stuff go down but once again we have to be smart we have yeah. to be a lot smarter you know so quit going out start wearing your masks do everything that you have to do at that point in time and you know let's let's get this you know party rolling um yeah as of right now i i think that there is cause for concern uh you know with uh you know how the nfl season you know looks right now and uh you know hopefully we can just get sports going and you know hopefully rolls and you know we find a cure for this so do we have any like copywriting things or lessons? I don't believe so, no. You know, Riz kind of pulled a page out of our book, like that reality check. That's Voice true. Yeah, that's thing. true. Yeah. I'm just kidding. He's been in. He's been. Yeah, he's in the been on the radio for 40 years. Right. So. <laughs> been in the business for like 35, 40 years. Right. So we're kind of like trying to like build his level, educate oh, ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I probably shouldn't even have made that joke. Probably not even. <laughs> probably gonna fall I, in. I, I don't think you're gonna. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, though. He is right, though. It, it It's a reality check that we all have to get used to, unfortunately, is that we may have to we may have to do without sports this yeah. year or in a limited capacity. We may have to become like our buddy, our our friend of podcast, Emmett Golden, and, you know, get you guys on board with the soccer fandom, too. You know, <laughs> you know? he's starting to get really big into I, it. He, he, I, I, I keep saying all the tweets and everything that he's throwing out there for well, who's his team? Is it the Spurs or, or? Yeah, Tottenham Hotspurs? Yes. OK. Yes. Then they yeah, they call him the Spurs in uh, Tottenham. Uh, he's big on them. I know that he's yeah. a big uh, uh, Deli Alley fan and okay. uh, uh, son. <sighs> forget how you say his, his full sure. name but uh you know guys like that i'm a big man united fan so we actually you know didn't they just lose they, or, no man united had well they had a big win but they came back their first game of the premier league when it opened up yeah was tottenham versus okay. man united so i was kind of i knew that emmett was recording the game okay so i didn't really want to tweet at him because i couldn't watch it i don't have sure. any access on just the smart tv just the streaming apps that we have to right nbc sports network where they play all the premier league games 
But I saw the tweets. I was following that. So then once he like looked up at the TV or like got a notification on his phone, started talking about it on air. Then I started to kind of razz him a little bit. Gotcha. Like, oh, like you know, <laughs> Man United's coming back. Oh, they have. They may have a chance to win this game. Like those kind of fun sure. little things. I don't think he really appreciated that because he didn't really like my <laughs> tweets or respond to me. But you know, he's uh, Emmett's still our friend. So that, oh, of yeah, course, just a, just a fun little friendly back and forth. But. I mean, that's really what it's what's what it's boiling down to is you know other countries kind of operate a little differently, way in, differently on how they you know try to manage the spread, and maybe they'll go through another spike as well. But they're able to at least get their sports going with no fans in the stands, and you know haven't really seen too many. Even with the German, mm-hmm. the uh, Bundesliga, their big league over there, they played. For, they've been playing for three or four weeks, yeah. And you haven't seen the stuff, the reports of more players, more front office people getting COVID nineteen that we're seeing before seasons can even start here in America with this spike. Oh yeah. So to see the NFL, who's been on track this whole time, should give you cause for concern. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, unfortunately, you have to look at like you, academic well, sports, like like the amateur sports. High school and yeah. college, because especially the high school level, with high school and middle school sports, and you know, mm-hmm. they can't even work out right now, or they, the practice they can do it's is just very it's limited. Really, it's very limited. I think yeah. there is like some contact allowed now, but I don't know about high school football. I don't know yeah. about high school soccer, like yeah. anything mm-hmm. like that, because the states and the education system is going to adhere to more strict guidelines than even professional sports games. You can't test. High school kids, you can't. Yeah. You're not going to have enough tests and, for all the college kids on your recruiting class. Either. And you would think, like, if if anyone's going to get COVID, I mean, it's going to be football. You know, football yeah. players. I mean, yeah. you're, you're in direct contact every single play. You're you're lining up. You're hitting each other. You're, I mean, you're you're touching at at every point in the game. I mean, you would think that it would be yeah. basketball and yeah. and and football would be the two biggest ones. Well, we have uh, we're going to be doing uh, summer league basketball. Yeah, starting up, and it's supposed to start up on the 13th okay um but no spectators yeah mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know all the details of how they're you know social distancing now we're supposed to be our goal is to live stream that mm-hmm. so people can watch it but I mean, that's a challenge too because you know yeah if if we're in the location we were last year the one gym there's no internet i gotta figure out a way to probably <laughs> run you know 300 feet of cable to get right. to some place because you're in a gym in a brick building you're not yeah. going to get good wi-fi oh, absolutely you know yeah. there's no internet so it's i got to figure that out so it's a, it'll be a challenge but you know those basketball games I mean this uh summer league is like top kids from yeah area sure. schools so it's like these guys go all out yeah you know they don't they don't leave it out you know it's yeah. it's all you know 100 percent going for it so um We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm right. hoping everyone's safe, and it's. We'll I mean, when see. I was in high school, summer league basketball, I felt like the games were more intense there than during the actual season in the sure. winter. Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly felt that way. Just playing, even just in a general Park summer league. Rec, yeah. I mean, at uh, at Euclid High School, we had like Wycliffe would play our summer league games there for, against the different, you know, some local teams. I think even like Saint Ed, Saint Ignatius was had guys there and Venner, yeah. and it's like it was like a big group, and there's a lot of guys that were probably being recruited there, but it felt like summer league went went oh, yeah. hard like it was more intense but will that he, it's supposed to be for the 13th but will any spike 
prevent that or like, yeah. you know change that around because there's still time where that could happen. It's just you have to be you have to be cautious. And I know like we're not going to get in like the whole debate on wearing a mask, not wearing a, like because right. I know that there are states that are mandating it, and then they're mm. also letting you know people that uh, out of prisons that uh, you know to try to reduce the spread. Yep. But then you're. I think in Washington or in Seattle, like you can actually go to jail if you're not wearing a mask in public. So it, well, yeah, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's, I think the problem is it's still something, you know, as long as we've been dealing with this over the past few months, there's still so much we don't know about it. Trust, yes. you yeah. know, and you know, like any virus too, if this thing's mutating, as soon as you you know find out one thing, it's like, oh well, that's cool, something but else. that's yeah, it's something oh, else yeah. now. So yeah. Uh, we're just gonna. I guess we're just gonna have to learn as we go, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because then you get like these symptoms, health-wise, that you're not sure what it is. But then, mm-hmm. but it doesn't match what they've already told you about the virus. But then it, right. you end up getting tested and you have it. So just again, as new information comes out, theme of 2020: continue to educate <laughs> yourself. Be smart. You don't have. You know, if there's certain guidelines you don't agree with, it's it's not that you have to adhere to all of them, especially if they're not mandatory. But just be smart because we all want to get through this together. Right. We got to be on the same page and not divided on everything. That's mm-hmm. that's one big problem too. I stopped licking all the doorknobs when it. Well, that, that's about. I mean, that's, yeah. Thank, that's, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I start I, the revolution right there. I, I, I there was just <laughs> the first time I came in the studio, there was something like eerie about like touching the doorknob. I wasn't right, sure, yeah. but like I, yeah. I, I that, a little wet. That, yeah. That feeling like went away recently, and I was wondering why. Uh, well, yeah. That would explain it. Well, so, you've uh, got the Germax right there by right. you. So. You know, we, that's right. Yeah, and there we go. We, we have plenty of hand sanitizer all around. Keep your hand sanitizer place, so. with you. Everywhere you go. Um, but yeah, it's it should give you cause for concern. But you know, there all these networks are trying to fill as much sports as they can to keep the conversation going, so that we have something to talk about. And you know, I know we're getting down towards the end of this end of this podcast, and we're getting into our top five sports me- movies to kind of end with a fun topic because I feel like. After last week, and you know, Mac did a great job filling in, and uh, oh, absolutely, you know, always positive. Jay came in and filled in for you as well, and yep. we've had so much fun with those guys. But it, like we said, it's so great to have you back, and we're gonna have some fun at the end. It, talking about the championship memories last year yeah. or last week of uh, four years ago, to another one week later, ESPN <laughs> is putting out this. They have this backstory, ESPN backstories documentary series, and I think it's. Similar to Thirty for Thirties, but now they're trying like give you behind it's like the an scenes, sixty sort of thing. Yeah, it has so that like, sort of feel, like controversial or highly talked about, highly pol- polarizing moments or people. Oh, yeah. I think that's what this backstory documentary series is going to be on. Uh, executive producer and host Don Van Nata Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's putting this together, and of course, this Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, as I saw on the, on the story, <laughs> uh, they are going to be doing a backstory on the decision, mm-hmm. LeBron's, you know, decision where he said the taking his talents to t- South Beach. Yep, and you know, wearing that weird shirt that he was wearing or whatever. And of course, Jim Gray, who I, I never really liked Jim Gray anyways, uh, but you know, him doing the, the, I guess he, the he interview sort of, of fell it, off the face of the earth after that, after that, because a lot of people blamed him. Now yeah. I did hear talking with, uh, you know, listening to Don Van Nata Jr. on the really big show on ESPN Cleveland yesterday, him saying that it, everybody thought and blamed him that said it was his idea that he took to LeBron's people. 
he was brought in mm-hmm. and did, and he was the one that got the decision actually established and how right. they were going to operate it. The original idea was on Bill Simmons' podcast. Forget who they said went on his podcast and kind of mentioned it, and then he was champion for it. He was trying to campaign for it. No one was really listening until then. LeBron's people kind of word about it. Right. Then they connected with Jim Gray, who presented how they could do it, and kind of gave the final idea of how it ended up looking. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's where his role came in. But he wasn't the first one. You'll get to see all that. My thing is, are you going to watch? And what do you remember about that day, that night, where LeBron went on national TV and said? I'm taking my talents to South Beach. The way in which he did it, not that he didn't have the freedom sure. to go, you know, of to course, yeah. make a free agent decision, yeah. but the way in which he decided to do it, especially being from Cleveland and saying he was going to light it up like Vegas at the start of his career. Right. Um, to answer the first question, no, I will not watch. Uh, it, nothing against LeBron. Nothing There's people against, that don't believe you on that, right? No, I guarantee you, I will not <laughs> watch. I'd rather watch something on Netflix than than anything like that. Um, nothing against him. Nothing against the decision itself. I mean, yeah. I obviously, you know, LeBron's even come out and said that it was selfish and it was mm-hmm. it was a dumb thing that he's done. But he was 25 years old, right? I mean. We've done mm-hmm. stupid stuff at 25. Not to, I mean, it's I not like stupid they, stuff now, so, right? You know? It's not <laughs> like it was the worst thing in the world either. Because right. let, let's be honest, I mean, it was it was for charity. Like they they did it up, uh, you know, a ton of different ways. Yeah. Uh, but a, you know, yeah. A, I will not watch, and B, where I was and when it all happened, I remember I was living in an apartment uh, with my best friend and his, uh, well, it was his girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was gone. I was literally the only person there. He was uh, working at a bar Mm -hmm. at that time up in Cleveland, and we're we're watching it. I'm texting him back and forth. I'm like, man, I I don't know. Like, like I'm I'm pumped up because, you know, Mm -hmm. what could happen? He might come yeah. you know, maybe he'll say that he's bringing someone along with him and like i was looking at it from the optimistic standpoint yes and then he said the famous words i'm going to be taking my talents to south beach and i literally jaw dropped like like i didn't say anything like it i didn't freak out like there's I, i've seen people's freakouts i'm burning the jerseys and yeah whatever do do what you wanted to do at that point in time uh but i just remember like my jaw dropped and i just shook my head and i remembered what my dad told me because mm-hmm. he said it the moment lebron got drafted he said um are, are you a lebron fan or are you a Cavs fan and i told him I'm like yeah I'm, I'm you know obviously i'm a i'm a Cavs fan he goes we'll see because mm-hmm. he's going to leave us. And I remember my dad saying that. And I was like, I'm in, what, seventh, eighth grade, yeah. whenever he gets drafted. I'm like, shut up. You know, like, like mm-hmm. he, he's going to stay. He's going to stay, whatever, you know, thinking that. And then he left. And I remember calling up my dad and going, I'm a Cavs fan. Like, no matter what, I'm a Cavs fan. Screw LeBron. I don't care what he does anymore. Like, I am 100% a Cavs fan. And uh, then the very next thing was I got a text from my buddy who, after I talked to my dad and I felt good about myself, like, like just hating on LeBron mm. and cursing him out every, everything you could think of. I'm, I'm cursing him. And then I get a text from my buddy and he goes, he sent me this text. He goes, I never thought a six foot eight, 250 pound guy would ever break my heart. And I go, damn, that hit me. Yeah, that one yeah. hit me hard. 
you know, and like it, because you never think about that. Yeah, you don't think you, about it until it, those, it, some of those moments still they happen. And and like whenever Dan Gilbert the very next day comes out with the you know with the the letter and mm. you know he printed it out and he's like we're gonna win a championship before LeBron does and like you puff out your chest a little and you're like yeah, yeah you know what absolutely and then they go like what fifteen and sixty five or you know whatever. Uh, it, I mean it's it's a hard pill to swallow. They lost uh, a record twenty six straight games that season. Uh, twenty seven. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. was on that team. Okay. So, so, so it was after. the year after. Okay. Yeah, it was the year after. But I just remember, I remember hating him so much, and mm. like I didn't want anything to happen. Whenever the the Mavaliers happened, you know, the following year, yeah. whenever the Mavs won the title and beat the Heat, I thought that that was like the greatest moment ever in NBA <laughs> history. Uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, obviously LeBron comes back four years later, and two years after that, you know, has the greatest greatest play in NBA history, which is the block. Yeah. Um, but it, it was an emotion. It was an emotional roller coaster ride that day. And then for the next, I mean, it, it, years, I mean, for four years, we had to deal with suckiness and heartbreak. Yeah. And yeah, we ended up getting Kyrie, but Kyrie was hurt all the time. Yeah. And, and like, we just kept sucking and sucking yeah. and we just never could build around him. LeBron comes and everything changes. Yeah. And now LeBron's gone. And like, I don't have that venom towards him anymore. Obviously, no one should. He no. he literally brought us the title. Uh, it, does it hurt that he's not on this team still? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was destined for the Lakers. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. he is Hollywood. Yes. He is Showtime. And like he does, like if he, if he could have played anywhere in his entire career, if if not for the Cavs for his entire career, it should have been L.A. because he is nothing but Hollywood. Yeah. And and I love that about him now. But at that moment in time. That venom that I had in me, like yeah. I didn't want to see him ever win a scoring title. I never wanted to see him do anything well. And like I really wanted Dwayne Wade to win MVP, yeah. you know, because I was like, you know what, screw you, LeBron. I don't want anything to do with you. Dwayne Wade's going to show that he's the the man on that team, right? We we know what the what the truth was, on R- that, but, but the truth was Batman mm-hmm. is LeBron and yes. will always be LeBron. Yes, Peter, are you going to watch on on uh, <laughs> Sunday night or? I, I'm not going to watch. I mean. That's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> what do you remember about that night? That, I, that I, I, I honestly don't remember much about it. I remember hearing the news, and I was I was being heartbroken. Uh, I was mad. Uh, I, you know, I'm a bit of a homer, you know. So I was, you know, is LeBron being a kid from Akron, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I felt that he was kind of like trashing his legacy because if you could if you could imagine lebron staying with the Cavs mm-hmm. and bringing multiple championships sure and, and the thing that shocks me is you look at the Cavs, we win the championship you know we're in contention every year he's here he leaves and he goes to the lakers mm-hmm. and they didn't even make the playoffs right last well, i mean he got team. injured yeah, and, yeah and like but, but, but still Day but still then, the, the, yeah. the way that the way that the players we had here sure around him mm-hmm. just all rose up that he could that he did that with players that you're like yeah they're good players but yeah. you know 
you go to a team that's loaded. But I mean, he was making Brandon Ingram look good. Yeah. I mean, he made Lonzo Ball actually look pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those things. But I mean, he did get injured Christmas, you know, Christmas yeah. Day. On the he day missed, that the NBA season really starts. Really. Right. True. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and they were in the hunt. I think they were like fourth or fifth whenever he got yeah. injured. I mean, I think he would have made the playoffs last year had he been, you know, completely healthy. Yeah. Like his entire career up until right. that point in time. It's just that I would have expected the Lakers maybe to to get there without him. But they didn't but, have anyone yeah. around yeah. him. You know, like they were they they were salary cap ridden and they had yeah, nothing around. Yeah, him. you know, I didn't. I, you're right. I, I didn't think about the salary yeah. cap issue with that. But the the thing that I think really bothered me about the decision was, if I remember correctly, he did it late. So it was. It, so it really gave the Cavs like no no way to prepare yeah mm-hmm. so and I, and I understand Gilbert being mad about it with this comic sans letter <laughs> yeah. yeah and I you know I, and I thought that was a knee-jerk reaction I mean and I just in business I deal with people <clears throat> higher up in places that have <laughs> yeah. that have similar knee-jerk reactions and and it's ridiculous but um yeah I'm not gonna watch I'm I was bummed that he left. I didn't burn any jerseys or shirts. Right. You know, I was happy when he came back. I was bummed again when he left. I I get it. He you know he came back. He got us the championship. I would yeah. have I would have liked more than one. I'm getting a little greedy. Right. Well, uh, they, they should have won more. Th- they should have won that first year. If if Kyrie and Kevin yes. Love doesn't get Kelly Olynyk, mm-hmm. you know, like if he yeah. if that doesn't happen, they beat that Warriors team. They yes. they went six with Delhi and Mozgov. You know, I mean as the yeah. other two main contributors on that team. They would have won that one, and I guarantee you they would have won back to back if it wasn't for Kevin and Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant isn't on that on that team, I don't think the Warriors make the finals that year. I think that they're. I think yeah. that they end up losing in the conference finals. I believe right. it was to the Rockets or the Clippers that year. Uh, you know, like either either or. I don't think that they make it. And Durant got a lot of crap for that too. The whole yeah. if you can't if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, right. It, now anyone that has a great season or anything like that, you always see the Kevin Durant like I'm joining. Yes. You know, whoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that, that meme. That is the greatest yep. meme ever. That, that Players Tribune thing. I mean. Yes. It, well, yeah, I, I would have more respect for what the Warriors were building because they did it all through the draft, and you know that first 40, year, right? After forty years of ha- like having a great fan base out there in the Bay Area, and you know not doing anything, and you got these yep. three guys through the draft, you're able to build this system. You go from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, who takes them to that next level, right? And how they can move the ball, the, what they did to change the NBA, and then you get beat by. Yeah, I mean, you have Kevin Love and Kyrie there, but let's be honest, the leader of that whole series in 2016 was LeBron because he led every statistical category. Mm-hmm. So you get beat by the man still, yeah. and you have to, you know, when you already have a big three that you can probably still compete for championships with, uh, you bring in a, a, right. a guy of LeBron's caliber in KD, and then that's just, it's just over for everybody. Yeah. That to the side, if you think you can watch this thing on Sunday night, power to you. I, I'm not going to tell you not to watch. Sure. I'm just saying I'm not watching. And you don't want to believe me, that's fine. I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Netflix. <laughs> I'm going to watch, you know, if there's a marathon of diners, drive-ins, and dives with Guy Fieri, watch that. I'm going to yeah. watch Flavortown. <laughs> I, like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch that. I don't need yeah. to see this. And it's, it's because we won a championship. If you think it's easier because of the championship to go back to that memory, 
Heck, let's go back. Let's go. Let's relive every single day. Let's go through it. Let's go through. And always positive, Jay. I was talking about this on the drive-in with him. Let's go back. Let's have one day where we relive all the memories of the drive. Let's have a day where we all live the memories of the fumble, the shot. Mm. Just have one day set aside for all the pain that we've had to go through. Sure. The championship wiped away that pain for a for a period of time. And yeah, it's yeah. been four years since any team's won a championship, but at least it's not 52 years. Right. There yep. was 52 years of pain in this city that was wiped away by a guy that redeemed himself and redeemed a promise, came back to fulfill a promise he made to a city. You saw the emotion, the emotion ver- from his first championship in Miami to his championship he won here and in they, Cleveland. They, and Doris Burke a- asked him uh, on the podium, why does this one feel different? Because he's home. Because like, mm-hmm. he's home. Yeah. And he fulfilled that promise. That weight, you could just see that weight lifted off his shoulder. He hated the decision. He made. He hated making the decision to do the decision. And you've seen that transition throughout these years. I don't need a documentary to show Cleveland in a bad light again. Because yeah. you know the focus is going to be on people burn their jerseys. Oh, 100%. You, you Absolutely. Want to know what I did with my jerseys? I think I've said this before. But you want to know what I did? I That night, I... <laughs> The pain just hit me because I was a big LeBron fan. Sure. I started hearing about him in fourth and fifth grade, sophomore, junior in high school. And then he gets drafted by Cleveland. Like every other, every game day in seventh and eighth grade in middle school, people probably didn't like me very much or they thought I was weird, but I was wearing a LeBron jersey. I had seven different LeBron jerseys. <laughs> not because, not just because he was my favorite player, but he was yeah. my role model. He was the guy I looked up to. So then the year after, you know, graduating high school and I'm understanding sports even more and the behind the scenes element to it and to see a guy that's from this town go on national tv and make the decision the way he did i was heartbroken sure but i took every lebron t-shirt and i took every lebron jersey and i folded them up nicely put them in one of one of my boxes of all my sports memorabilia yeah i put it up in the attic when i moved out of the house still can't find this stinking box <laughs> i got seven lebron jerseys somewhere i hid them so well on myself but i wasn't going to burn them and that's that there was only a few people that did that, but it was so widely spread and the information on that yeah. that it puts a bad light on the city of Cleveland. I don't need to go through that again because we know what this city means. We know what this city is capable of. We know what that championship meant to us, yeah. meant to LeBron. I don't need to go back. 2010 me is saying, you best rest assured you better not watch that right? because that 2010 version of me is still in pain from that. Oh, uh-huh. 20, yeah. 2020 me is saying, Guess what? They won a championship. You don't need the behind yeah. the scenes story on that. I can research. I can watch. I can read like a short synopsis on the documentary. Yeah. Get some of the behind the scenes information, maybe on like how LeBron felt with the reaction that came back to him. Yeah. I can read all that. I don't need to sit there for an hour or two hours right. to relive this. And if you, again, if you don't believe me, <laughs> I don't care. Right. I'm not watching. You want to watch? By all means, yep. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, ESPN, watch the documentary if you want to watch. If you don't, find something else because I'm sure there's plenty of other things to binge watch. 21-year-old me probably would have watched it. You know, just right. would have watched it again just to, just to, I don't know, like relive it somehow. 2015 and just, me would have. It, it may be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, probably, I would have probably watched it and drank my pain away. Yeah. You know, but now after the championship, I'm 31 now. Yeah. You know, like I, I can, I can look look at it from the standpoint of like you know what i've seen this before i don't need to watch it again i'm good yeah. and like maybe that's a little like soul cleansing moment mm-hmm. where i'm like you know what i don't need to watch this you know like i i, I am starved for sports but yes. i am not dying yeah. for that yeah so i need sports 
Right. I don't need it that bad. Right. I'm not to that point yet. Luckily, yeah. over the last few months, I'm not. Thankfully, not that bad. Yeah. But I'm also a soccer fan, so I've gotten the, I've gotten to scratch got a the itch taste. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you a little, got a little got taste. taste yeah. You know? Just trying to fill the void any way I can. Now I don't know how much time we have left in the podcast. I know we talked about doing our top five favorite movies, and I have an idea for you guys. I think we're going to end the podcast right here. But we're going to keep going, and we're going to talk our top five favorite movies and make that a YouTube clip. So if you want to know our top five favorite movies, head on over to our YouTube channel. It'll be up some point this week at Voice and Land Podcast, and you will get a taste of some of our top five sports movies of all time. Like I said, we're going to keep going. But the podcast, Season 3, Episode 24, is going to come to an end right here and a little tease for you because we're trying to add some more additional content that you may only be able to access that's right certain ways so trying to get people uh used to it trying to tease (laughs) tease a tease i guess you you may say in the business so for nick paulus who we are honored and thrilled to have back on the podcast and continued prayers and well wishes out to you you. and you know keep that keep that game going on keep the fight going on anything you need let us know anything that anybody else has any advice they have for paulus perfect or anything any questions you may have uh, in terms of diabetes or anything else you want to educate yourself on or educate us on reach out to us at vtl underscore pod on twitter and instagram and voice of land on facebook so for my brother nick paulus and our producer extraordinaire peter Telp. thank you for all the work that you do behind the scenes i am kevin arnold telling all of you sports fans it is, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And to everyone out there, frontline workers, everyone that listens, anyone dealing with COVID-19 or fighting for social justice, we love you all 3,000. We truly mean that. And we will see you next week for a special July 4th edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. Till then, see ya.